Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. It is Monday, and I decided to do a noon time one. Um, if you want to join Facebook Live, just go over to, or I'm sorry, YouTube Live. Just hit the, the alerts. Today, I had to drive back from the beach, taking my parents to the doctor. So we got a little bit late start. So it might be a little bit of a different show um, because I'm going to fly through some stuff. Not even going to worry about Enphase, First Solar or Solar Edge, SEDG, that is over 300. Make sure you take your profits if you follow it in there. Um, one of the th the big things that I'm going to talk about is uh, I listened to a podcast. In the private Facebook group, I posted the podcast that I listened to. It was a master class on the Google I.O. conference, the Google Developers Conference. Um, and I want to take you through, okay, how was I using that to understand what and why I'm going to uh, invest in, move uh, some money into, blah, blah, blah. Um, I want to take you through that journey. Schwab, we had an upgrade. I'm going to take you through Baba. Is Sonos a buy? A couple listener questions. And then maybe I'll look at a couple of scans, but not a lot. It'll be a rather quick one today. I'll be back tomorrow morning. Um, but let's look at SPY. Where are we? SPY is flat. It's 0 0.08. It's at 4.11. Uh, it is not moving. It's in no man's land. You still have confirmation. So I don't know where it's going. I have no clue where it's going. Anybody that tells you they absolutely know where it's going, they're lying. Um, essentially, if you extrapolate a $200 um, price or $200 earnings target for the year um, on SPY, on the S&P 500, you're down near 3,400 so or 340. So you've got a ways to go down. Uh, this market is pricing in perfection. That's why 420 is an absolute top to this market. I am not buying in this market uh, a lot. I am adding two names that I think are good. If you look at the top five um, tech, big tech, they are carrying this market above four. We would be at 3,500 if the techs were just flat. If, you know, your Microsoft wasn't up 15% in the year, if Apple wasn't up 24% in the year, if uh, Meta wasn't up 80% this year, if those things were just flat, Amazon is up, you know, 15% this year. If those things were just flat, we wouldn't be seeing 4, 410, 411 on the S&P, 412 right now. Uh, you'd be at about 390, 380. So just know that's where the money's going. Um, I won't go into too much depth, but this is the weekly chart on S&P. This new candle started out. It still has confirmation. If we lose confirmation under the nine day, I think then you've got to take your chances on, okay, what am I going to invest in for the downside? What am I going to uh, or trade in on the downside? And what do I have cash around so that when we do get down below this 400 mark on SPY, I can add to my holdings. Uh, that's what you want to do. That's the, that's the strategy. Um, let's lead it off with Tesla. Uh, Elon Musk tonight at 6 o'clock will have an interview on CNBC. Um, he is not being interviewed by Jim Cramer. I hope Jim Cramer will not be there. I think, you know, on Twitter, he has trolled Jim Cramer. To, uh, many, many times with inverse being his, uh, his belief inverse, just Jim Cramer is small. 
But Tesla, their annual meeting is tomorrow. It's an annual shareholding meeting. And usually you do get some pretty big updates at this meeting. Now, the problem is that the updates typically bring it to the downside. And I think you're seeing the downside today. It's at 167. Um, there is a gap, I've, and I've gone over this. It's from January, January 26th, where you gapped up. And you gapped up from 148 to 153. That gap has not been filled. There are gaps above it that haven't been filled. Specifically, this one up here at 261, 266, that one hasn't been filled either. So you've got a couple of gaps on the, on the upside that haven't been filled. You got one gap on the downside that hasn't been filled. I went all the way back on the daily. I just don't see other gaps. There is the gap when we were back here in January and we dipped below 100. There was a gap at 85. I don't think you're heading back to that 85. Let's go over some main topics that will be at the, um, the shareholders conference um, and that the management will talk. First big thing is Cybertruck. Cybertruck um, is, <clears throat> depending on who you talk to, it could be huge. Um, people who are traditionally truck enthusiasts hate the Cybertruck. People who are Tesla fanboys love the Cybertruck. You can't argue with the fact that 400,000 people have put a deposit down to, uh, to reserve their place in line for the Cybertruck. Uh, I had my place in line for the Model 3. I have my reservation for the Cybertruck. I am reserving that reservation, even though I will probably be one of the ones near the front of the line. I probably will not take them up um, on the first ones that come off the line. Just kind of learned my lesson with the Model 3. I particularly think that, you know, I'll wait a year, maybe six months um, for them to iron out some, some kinks. Um, but the Cybertruck is a new, uh, a new um, vehicle. It is stainless steel. There, there are a lot of new things that they're putting in this Cybertruck that I just don't want the first one off the line. Um, I took the, one of the first Model 3s off the line. I don't regret it. It is still a fantastic car. <clears throat> um, but that, that launch coming up in Q3, uh, they will start delivering probably in Q4, but there will be updates on that. There will be some questions, and I don't know that there will be updates on this, but the rumor is there's a $25,000 compact car coming. When is that? That's been the rumor from Tesla for quite a while. It's going to be a reduced mileage, probably a city kind of car, um, but that's kind of where they're going with this is a more compact, uh, more affordable 25000 compact car. There will be some talk of, if you haven't heard about it, it's called Highland, and it's the Model 3 refresh. That's coming out at some point in time. The anticipation is it's June, so you'll probably get a fairly big update here. Uh, Elon will be asked about pricing strategy. They have raised, I mean, it goes over a weekend, and they raise or lower rates on a pretty regular basis. He's able to do this because he doesn't have dealers. Um, he's able to sell online and they hold to their pricing. Uh, for instance, we're thinking of selling my parents model X. Uh, and if anybody's interested in model X, I will let you know when it's up for sale to 2020 model X. Well, I'm seeing it for $70,000. I have asked my Tesla folks, they don't negotiate off that price. Um, so it, we're looking at that. The pricing strategy will obviously come up with what, what is his thought first, his thought, 
Uh, he said it before, uh, FSD, which is full self-driving, the autonomy on Tesla, uh, that is where they'll make their money. So once he gets that straightened out, there was a great, again, a great podcast on AI that I posted in the, the Facebook group. The second part of that was actually on autonomy where the guys took uh, GM Cruise in San Francisco. It's an interesting one. I mean, GM Cruise kind of drove into a medium while they, they were in the car. Um, and it got a lot of uh, a lot of attention from people around them. Uh, will Tesla adver- advertise? If you don't know, Tesla does not spend a dime on advertising. It's all Elon Musk's Twitter account that does 100% of the advertising. Will they advertise? Is there benefit in advertising at this point? I don't think so. Uh, Megapack, which is if you if you don't know, Tesla's in the battery storage business as well, solar, blah blah blah. But they sell these Megapacks to utilities. So that utilities can take renewable energy like solar, uh, wind, um, even some some um, uh, some of the uh, the water, hydro, and they can store it in battery packs. And if you didn't know, our um, our grid uh, doesn't handle peaks and valleys very well. It needs to be, kind of be leveled out. So when you get a peak or a surge, you have to go somewhere for the energy. Well, mega packs do that. Uh, will there be share buybacks? That's the biggest one I'm interested in because I think Apple has shown when you start to buy back shares, people believe in your company. And if he's buying back at 160, 170, um, and they start buying back, yeah, you can bet that they think that that, that stock price is, is worth significantly more. Uh, there will be discussions about the Twitter CEO that came out. It came out Friday and or Thursday or Friday. I forget. The, the stock didn't pop as much as I thought, 2-3%. But eh, it'll be out there. There will be talk, and there is talk about Elon's succession um, and the plan. He wants to go to SpaceX. I mean, it's clear he just wants to build rockets. Uh, he doesn't want to deal with Tesla anymore. He's dealt with the uh, full self-driving stuff. Eh, it is what it is. Um, so I, I, I do think that I will probably start to add when it gets back in down towards this 160 to 165 level, I'll start my, my ad back in, but it could pop if that shareholder meeting starts to really go well. Um, so, uh, my weekly stock pick, by the way, this week is Microsoft. Um, he had a great chart of earnings this week, Walmart, Home Depot, Deer, Cisco, and Target. Those are the ones that he wants to uh, to look at. I will look at them probably tomorrow. I just won't look at them today. Walmart, I own. Home Depot, I don't. Deer, I don't. Cisco, I used to own. Target, I've been pounding the table on Target. It has not. Uh, it has not participated as well as I would have hoped. Um, if you've traded it, kudos to you. Because if you traded and bought in at, at you know 140 level, which I think a couple of people did, and you got up here towards the 180 level and you traded it, kudos to you. Night 17, 20% gain, whatever you got. Uh, if you've been buying on the way down, you'll be rewarded at some point in time. This is another $180, $250 stock. I continue to say that. I continue to shop at Target. I'm continually uh, impressed with their stores. Um, but yeah, my weekly stock pick this week is Microsoft, my particular opinion on Microsoft, and we'll go into it with AI in a little bit. I think it's run. I think you're coming back down here below 300 to cover a couple of these gaps. And I'll go into the reasons why when I discuss AI, 
Uh, I just think it it's had this crazy run all the way since January at 231. I mean, what's that? Almost an 80% gain up here? Um, you know, 50% gain somewhere in that neighborhood. It's a great gain. So I don't think it's overvalued, but I do think it's just had its run. The the next catalyst is May 17th when you have your ex dividend date. It's a decent dividend. I think it's um somewhere in the neighborhood of what one percent? Yeah, point eight eight percent. They do buybacks. It's kind of the the Apple Apple model. Um, but my weekly stock pick is Microsoft again. Uh, if you were lucky enough to get into Schwab, uh, they had an upgrade uh, from Raymond James. Raymond G- James said today. It is too beaten down. We had a cross up here. Talked about it. 40, 48.70. Uh, and they said they put a, I got to look at my notes. Um, SCWH is the, uh, the, the symbol. But my notes, they put a $63 price target on it. Uh, I get it under 50. It's at $50.73. At 63, you're not upset. If you buy it, um, you know, again, the average price target is still 66. You can see Raymond James market to outperform $63 price target. You can read all about it. I continue to say this is your best bet in the uh, the financial space. Uh, the other one that uh, had a uh, cross up today, uh, and we'll talk about it in the scans a little bit, is Shitty Group. Well, it kind of crossed down, but it crossed right back up. Uh, 45 is not a horrible stock, a horrible price for shitty group. Uh, and I say shitty group, the symbol is, uh, see it's the, the average target price is 47. You've got a bunch of downgrades that's back in March of last year. It just hasn't been covered. Piper Sandler initiated their coverage with a $48 price target. Um, and that was in December. But again, the average price target is 57. Its PE is six. It's not horrible. The dividend is 4.49. Year to date, it's only up 1.63. But a bank that's up 1.63 in this market, kudos. Kudos to shitty bank. Um, let's talk about a Journey of Investor. I, I have the title, Journey of Investor Finding a Stock. Uh, AI is, is today's buzz. I mean, AI reminds me of the dot-com back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Pets.com, if you guys don't remember that one, you can Google it. Um, Google Pets.com early 90s. It was a crazy one. I I think it ran from like $5 to like $400 or something. It wasn't worth $400, and then it went back down to zero. I I remember that one in particular because I was trading it. Um, But let's talk about AI. I listened to that podcast uh, I forget what it's called, but it's in the private Facebook group. Um, and it's, it's a half hour, maybe 20 minutes. And it's about the Google, uh, investor conference or not investor conference, developer conference that was held last week. So let's talk about, as I'm listening to that, uh, I am thinking, okay, where am I investing in this? Because these guys are kind of making sense. So, uh, I'm listening to the podcast on my iPhone. So I immediately say, you know what? I love Apple. I mean, I'm listening to this. Uh, if I want to use uh, AI from Google, Bard, if I want to use ChatGPT, if I want to use the meta um, version of, of their, uh, uh, their uh, trained language, deep language model, uh, I, I use my MacBook. 
if I want to, you know, my, I'm listening to it on my AirPods. So first thing I say is Apple. And I know we bring this up a lot, but it just makes sense. So, you know, again, listening to this podcast and I'm just going through the process. If you're listening to something else and you're listening on Google phone do Google, but if you're, you know, thinking, if you're listening to the the demise of, um, of, uh, printed media, just say that, you know, go, go with something electronic media, something that's focused on electronic, um, but again, I'm kind of going over this because I was listening to AI, but I have a MacBook, iPhone, blah, 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 Apple. Um, if you use a PC to, uh, to go for and, and you know, train your AI model or do whatever you need to do, or if you use a PC at work and you like it, Microsoft, that's an investment. And we talked about it being a little bit run up. You know, two years from now is 309 crazy. Absolutely not. Not, you know, long-term, no. And with the, the AI trend, you are going long-term with these big boys. With small boys, you're going short-term. Uh, but with big boys, you're going, and again, I'm doing this top-level view. But if you use a PC, uh, maybe you go Microsoft because it's Windows 11. If you're still using Windows 95, probably don't invest in Microsoft because it doesn't make sense. Um, but if you have a Dell computer, you know, use a Dell computer. Um, you know, maybe Dell's an investment here at 45, you're trading at 44.72. If you buy back here in March at 37, you're doing really well with Dell. Um, you know, maybe it's an HP computer. Maybe you want to do HP, uh, or um, I think it's HPQ is HP. It's not HP. Yeah. HPQ Hewlett Packard. Um, they haven't done really well. But maybe it's an IBM computer. Maybe I think IBM does Lenovo or something. I'm not very well versed in this one, but maybe it's IBM. Maybe you look at those. Um, if you use Chrome, Chrome on you know Google, G O O G. Um, you know you can do G O O G L. But this is just my mind in listening to this. I'm like, yeah, Chrome. You know it has a plugin uh, with Chat GPT. Maybe I do Google. Uh, if you're using Bing, that's Microsoft. You know, you like ChatGPT on Bing with the, some of the, the plugins there. Maybe it's Microsoft. You use Safari like me, it's Apple. You know, again, pick and choose what you want. Um, what's interesting about that, that uh, podcast that I listened to is they got really into um, how they thought Google would dominate AI. And I thought it was super interesting because I was listening. The first podcast I listened to was All In uh, with those billionaire dudes. And they were going off about how Bard is so much better and so much more responsive and so much better information than um, ChatGPT. So remember, ChatGPT has been trained up to 2020, I believe, 2021, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, Google's Bard has been trained to look at the live internet. So they were actually looking at things live and it was giving them pretty good answers. Um, it was semi, you know, bad. If you want to listen to the all in conference, that that's where I was listening to them use Bard live. Um, but the, the actual other podcast that I was listening to, uh, they were going over how Google will be able to integrate and how they will be able to scale significantly better than Microsoft 
or Meta. So they likened um, Meta to uh, Linux. Linux. So for those of you that don't know Linux, Linux is an open uh, platform, uh, open source uh, software operating system. And if you run Linux, whether you run it on PC, whether you run it on Macs, you always have to worry, you know, is this program, does it have a Linux version? And, and 90% of the time, there is no Linux version. So you can't really use it for some stuff. Um, and that's what they were likening ChatGP to. That Jet GPT. They were saying that, hey, it's like Linux. It's going to be open software. There's going to be an API. You're going to be able to connect to it, but it's kind of like Linux. Uh, it, it's always going to be secondary. Like, for instance, if you want a spreadsheet, today with Chat GPT, you go into a, um, you know, go into one of the bots and you say, hey, create me a tracking sheet for all of my investments or whatever you want to do. You have to copy and paste it back over to some type of template, either an Excel or a Google document or anything like that. Google, on the other hand, will be able and they have plans to integrate a button that will open it up in Google documents. And so if you have a Word document, if you have a PowerPoint kind of document, if you have anything of that sort, Google is going to be able to transform you and move you to Google Docs just based on Bard being A, better at the actual artificial intelligence, but B, ease of use. Because most people uh, will not be able to copy and paste from a uh, chatbot over to their programming. You know, I, I looked at it today. It was funny because I looked at the source code um, for Excel and how to do that. And it's just, it's super, super complicated. If you give me a button, I'm all in. Uh, the other thing that Google announced that they will be launching is they will be integrating Bard into Gmail. So for instance, say you want to write your doctor's office to schedule you an appointment, but you, you, know, you don't want to write it out. You say, hey, Bard, get me an appointment with this doctor at 11 a.m. on Monday. Uh, my secondary appointment would be 12 p.m. on Tuesday. Bard will write the email for you, uh, is, and it will be just a button in Gmail. Well, how many people use Gmail? Uh, you know, again, are you using Bing? Were you convinced to go from Google to Bing based on ChatGPT, and are you still using Bing? Or did you revert back to Google? That's the biggest that you know, again, personally, I use Google. So I just haven't gone over to Bing. I just don't. I constantly just go over to Google. So understanding who the winners and the losers are is probably just looking at yourself and your own behavior. And what do you use? Um, yeah. So Google has not only, um, they weren't the first, but they've actually gotten better and maybe they're second. But you know what they have? They have scale. And so when you, even if you're first to market, you still have to scale up. What's Google going to do? They're going to release it to the masses. They don't have a waiting list like ChatGPT does. Um, they don't put you on a, you know, hey, we're going to put you in beta. They're just going to release it. Yeah, it's dangerous. That is what it is. But I, I really don't think there's an opportunity. But again, uh, my biggest thing on this was I want to bet on Google. So I bought more Google stock. Um, 
I don't want to be left in the dust. So I bought a little bit less of Microsoft, but I positioned my portfolio correctly. My biggest thing was I'm going to use a MacBook. Um, I'm going to use uh, Chrome and I'm going to use Gmail. I'm going to use Google Documents. I'm going to use Google Drive. So I adjusted my portfolio uh, effectively. I said, Google is going to be my thing. So it just gets you into the mindset of you can think of yourself as, the, you, as you invest and you put your money in, what do you use? So it's just kind of a, you know, took you through that kind of thought process. Uh, let's look at a couple of other stocks because I think one that I noticed, BABA. BABA is putting in this volume shelf. You can see right here and, and see these little shades over here on the right. Those are volume shelves. It's putting in a, in a good volume shelf between 80 and 85. It's trading at 87. I think it's going to take off here uh, like it did back here in March where you got a nice 20% gain here. Uh, I think it's going to take off. If you want to invest in China and you think that China's opening up, BABA might not be a bad opportunity here. I would rather see you in at 85 than 87, but I still think you got a $100 stock here at some point in time during the year. Um, another one that I think was beaten down disproportionately is Sonos. Sonos is extremely expensive, even at 15. But look, three days ago, four days ago, maybe a week ago, this was a $22 stock. What happened was they just got beaten down and now it's on earnings. So it's, it's dev they're not earning money. Their forward PE is 44. They had some problems with, um, with their, their earnings and, and you can read up all about it. But I do think this one might have an opportunity to come back year to date. You're down 7%. I like this one for the fact that I think, and I think, uh, there were rumors before about Apple buying this when it was 11. If it gets down to that level, make no mistake. I would not be investing in this right now. Um, I would be waiting. The RSI is at 17. It's so oversold, uh, but it's because people are getting out because the earnings were that bad. Does it have an opportunity to come back? I do think so. Again, at my brother's house, he has surround sound with Sonos. It sounds so good. It sounds better than my $5,000 home theater, $10,000 home theater, whatever I paid for that like 10 years ago. Um, it sounds better than that. It is unbelievable. So I think between BABA and Sonos, I do think there's an opportunity there where you want to put your money in. Uh, BABA is, is definitely a trade. I think Sonos, in my mind, I think at some point in time, Apple looks at buying Sonos. Sonos speakers are so good. You throw a Siri into a Sonos speaker and you have that quality of a speaker and that quality of a, of a, um, uh, an architecture, man, it's so good. So good. Um, so, uh, Lena from Facebook asked me, have you heard of NU stock? Uh, let's see. NU is, we'll look at it. From a chart perspective, great. I mean, it looks, looks like it's gotten all of the confirmation. I mean, it's had confirmation since $4, and it's at $6 right now. I don't know what they do, but let's take a look at what it is. Uh, it's a financial bank diversified. Let's see, provides digital banking platform and digital financial services in Brazil, Mexico, Colombia, and internationally. It offers NU credit and debit cards, ultraviolet credit, blah, blah, blah. 
I know nothing about this. Um, they are not making money. I would be, you know, their income, they're losing $364 million and they have a $27 billion market cap. Um, they have a uh, short interest, $98 million. Uh, they have 3% short interest. It is up 51%. My guess is this is hype uh, because when people start asking me, have you heard of this one? Blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, she has calls, it contracts $6 call expiring on Friday. Any thoughts? Eh, if you made money, get the hell out. I mean, you know, you don't want, you don't want it to expire, uh, at, at what? $6. I don't know enough about options to know that you, you know, what, what the strategy is, but I'd say if you made money, get out. This is a hype play. 100% a hype play. It is 1% below its 52 week high of 599. So if it close while you're up above six dollars, sell it. Why wouldn't you? Um, that that's my thought on on you know options. Um, absolutely, one hundred percent. When you're in the money, you sell. You identify your profit and you take profit. Um, yeah, I I I don't know if it closes above six by Friday. I mean, I'm not a future teller and I don't do options. Lena, so it's hard for me to say. I wouldn't buy into this thing because you're one percent above your fifty-two. Uh, you're one percent away from your fifty-two week high. There's no reason to, to buy into this a fifty-two week high. There's so many banks that are beaten down uh, and, and doing business here in in the United States. I have a little problem doing yeah uh, international banking stuff because eh, I just don't know enough about it. Uh, Sam from Facebook. Uh, what are your thoughts on WEN with all the talk about AI coming in June? Uh, WEN is Wendy's. It's Wendy's? Um, Wendy's is my favorite fast food restaurant. <laughs> Full disclosure. I'd have a Frosty every day if that shit was healthy. Uh, it's got a 4% dividend. Year to date, it's up 3%. I think they have one of the best fast food apps. Uh, they don't give me enough free French fries like McDonald's does. Um, but uh, you can see March 6th, they buy the downgrade. The average target price is 25 and you're trading at 23. You are 1% below your 52-week high. Uh, you are 46% above your 52-week low. Uh, again, my thought on Wendy's, could it go higher? I don't know. I mean, when you're up against that 52-week, do I want to take the, the, the chance of uh, a, a MACD way up here, uh, an RSI at 69? If you got in at 22 and you made your 10% because you're at almost at 24, get out. Get out. It'll be back down, down here at 20 at some point in time. But Wendy's, honestly, Sam, my favorite fast food restaurant. I mean, their fries, they've done so many good things over the past year. Um, their fries are better. I mean, just the restaurant experience is so much better. And I like the people at Wendy's. Now, I will tell you, there are a few Wendy's that are questionable, but I love Wendy's. I love it. I do love it. Um, scans. I'm going to leave the list of scans in the Facebook group. I'm not going to go over them. Uh, I will kind of mention Bank of America is one. Wells Fargo is another. Uh, I do think that banks, these big banks, your boy holds uh, Bank of America at about 30, it's trading at 27. I'm down, but I'm in for the long haul. So I know I'm holding this for at least a year. 
And again, you, when you enter into a trade, you have to understand. You, you, you identify what you want to do with that stock when you buy it. Do not buy hope and pray because hope and pray never works out in the long term. I identified Bank of America as being a good buy at $30 and I bought a good amount. I started, I think about 20% of my position. So I'm going to add back in as it's here in 27. Once it gets confirmation, I don't have confirmation. The, the ex-dividend date is May 11th. Uh, I'm sorry, May 31st. The RSI is right now at 43. It seems to be coming back. It's up 1% today. Bank of America, 27. I like it. It had the cross up. Probably will give me confirmation in the afternoon uh, at 1.30. Uh, Wells Fargo. This is another one. I bought it at 40. I loaded in at 40. Uh, am I upset that, that it's here? Uh, it got you out this morning, but it, it's going to get you back in. 37.76 was the buy-in. It got you out with a slight loss, 0.72. Just stay in it. Identify it as a long, I identified it as a long-term. I'm adding a little bit to it every now and then, but your av my average price is around 40. Uh, I'm down, but I believe that the banking sector is just beaten down a little too much, so I think it's going to come back. Uh, Occidental, Coke, MPLX, XLK. We had a buy-in in XLK. Um, this is the technology sector, and it's a secondary cross-up. It's just been on a run. I mean, 150, you're only at 151. Look for a good buy-in. I, I, the gap here at 144, I think it's going to trend back there. Um, the other spider sector that had a cross-up, which I think, again, I think might be beaten down too much, and this is a spider sector that I think you could get into, is XLE. XLE down here at $80. It's trading at 78. The RSI is at 39. I mean, you're coming off uh, the RSI up here when it was trading at about $80. Um, you've got a gap. You've got gaps up above this. Now, if we take a look at XLE and we go to a weekly chart, you're still rather high from a historical standpoint but you're in this ascending wedge. If we break down here, but if we close the week below 77, I would say get out. Just cut, put your stop loss in at 77, get out. Because I think you'll probably head down here towards 68, seven, you know, somewhere around there. If I go to um, uh, the homepage of Finviz, I can see crude oil is trading about 71. Natural gas is way up today, so your boil is going to be way up. $2.33. Gold is up. Uh, the Dow is down. You know, you're just kind of hanging flat. So I'll put the list of uh, scans in the, the Facebook group. So join the Facebook group. Uh, sponsors, visible if you're paying $30 a month for your phone bill. You know, go down below. Trend Spider, this is, there's a link down below. I mean, that's essentially the two, two things. I'm not going to take up time with that. Uh, but if you have any questions... All of the social media platforms are there. You can see them. Uh, I will post the video later and, and take care. 35 minutes. Good times. Take care. See you tomorrow.